This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Jet in Seattle. Hey, Jet. Dr. John, are you ready for some football? Absolutely. Are you? Are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you, so. you don't sound sure. No. Well, actually, one thing that I've been kind of watching this season and, and over the years, and I'm just interested to see how yeah. it's going to play itself out in this playoff season, is are teams better off having more of a, qu- a quarterback that's more of a game manager as opposed to having a gunslinger uh, holding the ball? And it's going to be interesting uh, watching this particular year, I think, because so more teams have kind of gone to running the football mm-hmm. uh, first and have been a little less pass-oriented. Um, and I think it's been a little bit more beneficial because of all the, the COVID problems and having to shift people around and stuff. But I think it's an interesting uh, uh, a thesis that I, I'll, I'll throw at you. Um, I don't have any statistics to back this up. But it's just curious to see now um, what, uh, which is the better way to go. The best quarterback. Uh, I mean, it, I don't care if he's a game manager. I don't care if he's a gunslinger. It's the best quarterback, and you have you know they can be either one. Best quarterback wins. It's a quarterback-driven league. Then how come Aaron Rodgers has had so little success over the years? What do you mean? He's he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to four uh, other uh, you know uh, champion. Uh, you know, NFC title games, so he's he stinks. He he's not successful. No, Give no, me no, a no, break. no, no, John. That's no, no, John. This isn't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is this. Yeah. How many Super Bowls has has Aaron Rodgers won? One. How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady won? Uh, How many eight. Super Bowls has Phil? You, you, you won? can't compare Tom Brady to anything else. I mean, you can't. So it's like you know, and and again, because he was so dominant. In the in the uh, 2000s and all that stuff is that he took took away from all the other AFC quarterbacks. You can't judge right. that. I mean, again, you, do you think it's easy to win a, to get to the Super Bowl and win? And the answer is no. Yeah, my my point is, what was the style of play that the the Patriots pretty much relied upon in the in the 2000s, with the exception of the Randy Moss year, when they just blew it out? And, he was a, he was and a game manager. Watch all this place. He was a game What's manager. That? He was a game exactly. manager. Exactly, and that's my that's my that's my thesis. Are you better having that style? Of no, it's play? better to have the better quarterback. Simple as okay. that. I, I don't. I, I mean, I am totally disagreeing with whatever premise you're coming from. I disagree. How many? How many quarterbacks do you think are better than Dan Marino? Uh, there was. I mean, talent wise, not a lot. I would say. Less than a handful. Right. I, I, personally, I think he's probably top three. Yeah. And it looks like a John Elway's career. Uh, you know, very little limited success. Did he win? Super how many Bowl. Super Bowls did he win? Uh, he won two Super Bowls. Until they got a running game, and yeah. he was not the main proponent of the offense. Uh-huh. They dialed him down, and then they were riding pretty much Terrell Davis's back those two years. Right. So what I'm saying is, my thought is, is this. Are you better off? You, you, you are, you are so overreacting. 
This is, I mean, Jet, do you realize what you're saying? Jet, come on, Matt, man. Matt Jones was in the playoffs. Yeah. Is he a top-flight quarterback? No. Okay. He's good. It's the style of play that got him there. It's the team concept that got him there. Yeah, and what happened when he got in the playoffs? He lost by 40 points. Well, that's right. And that's why. I'm and he's a game manager. Inter- that's right. That, that, that's my point, is that, yes, having a better quarterback certainly helps. But my, my thought is, is it, okay, how did uh, Tennessee Titans, yeah. Ryan Tannehill, is he a top 15, top 10 quarterback? No. No. Quite frankly, he's probably the worst quarterback, well, maybe Garoppolo, but the yeah. worst quarterback of the teams that remain. So it's going to be interesting to see how that team performs and their style of play performs in the playoffs. And how far can that carry you as opposed to teams that tend to throw it around the field a bit more? Mm-hmm. So what's Josh Allen? Well I, think he's a, well, I think he's a gunslinger, quite frankly. Agreed. Um, and it's, it's fun watching him. Yeah. Uh, I think what what about Patrick runs. Mahomes? Oh, he's a gunslinger. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's like I, I, I so disagree with your premise. Jet, I do not agree 100%. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that is it the style of play that has it's more It's the success? quarterback himself, whether he's a gunslinger, whether he's a game manager or whatever. The better the quarterback, the better the team. Simple as that. Okay, up, up, to, up to a point. But I'm saying up to a point? Teams, Come up on, to man. Championship teams, championship teams are more well-rounded teams. Okay, they yeah. have more than just somebody throwing it around. Otherwise, Marino would have had 10 rings. Right. That's my point, John. You have to have more than just somebody that can throw it around the field. Mm-hmm. All right, why did Mahomes not win last year? Okay, you need people because, around. Because they went cover get... two. They went cover two, and he couldn't get the ball downfield to his uh, fast receivers. That's right. You got schemed against him. Was he in the Super Bowl? Was he in the Super Bowl? Yes. got schemed against him, and then they couldn't overcome that you need a more balanced offense that's yeah, my thought yeah. okay is that, 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 that is i agree with balanced, is the more balanced offense the better product than relying on somebody that's going to throw for five thousand yards and 52 touchdowns mm-hmm. and i'm saying you know it's interesting because this year we're watching the more balanced teams kind of fold away and we've got pretty much a, almost a full slate of gunslingers yeah. Uh, in the playoff left this year. So okay. I think it's interesting to see how all this is going to play itself out. Uh-huh. But I don't, I don't, I, 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 I'm simply baffled at where you're going with gun, uh, gunslinger, gunslinger versus game manager and which is better now. It's the better quarterback. Simple as that. doesn't matter if he's a if gunslinger. You've a, if you've got a quarterback that's having to throw the ball around 50 times a game, you got a team that's probably in trouble. Agreed. Agreed. And that's my point. Okay, so if you've got to rely on your quarterback to win you the game uh-huh. and have very little around him, my point is I don't think it's a winning formula for championship football. Agreed. Yeah, you can succeed. But, and again, Marino is my classic example. Why does Phil Sims have more uh, Super Bowl championships than Dan Marino? It's the better system. It's the better scheme. Uh-huh. It's the better team around him. That's my point. Yes, if you have a good quarterback, you're going to have some success. 
but you got to have everything around him. Uh huh. No doubt. To, build, to, to have the championship, and quite frankly, defenses probably win championships more often than good offenses. Uh huh. But no, but it's. Point, I mean, you know, defenses are so important, but again, it's the quarterback who wins. So the problem becomes, though, when you put too much in to the quarterback because of the way the salaries are going. Uh huh. Um, is that now taking up too much of a proportion of your roster that you can't build around him? Because, you know, the general concept is you get the rookie quarterback, hopefully he's going to be a quick study in the second, third, fourth year. You can win because you don't have to pay him a whole heck of a lot of money. The problem is when you have to start paying him a ton of money, then you can't you can't build around him. And I think the Seahawks are a good example of that. Uh, when Russell came up and uh, and they were able to pay up the Legion of Boom and everybody else, and then once they had to, once they had to start paying Russell, mm-hmm. you can't pay you know pay the people around him. And I think well, well, no, it's like, but how much are they paying uh, Patrick Mahomes? A lot of money, forty million a year, right? Yeah. Have they been um, in the Super Bowl was... the last two years? Yes, yes, he has, John. Okay. You can. And you he can... got deemed against last year. Because they couldn't work around it. Well, he, he had a bad. I mean, he didn't have a good game. Simple as that. Right. Well, that that that's true. But why was that? Because they went cover two, and he exactly. didn't have answers for the cover two. Exactly. That's the point. Okay, you have to have alternative. You have to have an alternative ability. You have to have a running game that you can rely upon. If you can't throw the ball, right. You have to be able to throw the ball if you can't rely on your running game. It has to be more diverse, and you can't keep putting so much money into one quarter, one to one player. You have no choice. You if you want to have a quarterback, and he gets to his fifth year, you've got to pay him. That's part of the problem. It's not part of the problem. It's part of reality. Okay, then how do you win after that? They've won. They've so been to two time. Super Bowls. They're they're still in the mix for this year's Super Bowl. Jet, where okay, are you? They, Jet, where are you heading? With this silly idea, I'm baffled. The silly, the it's silly. silly. Idea is this. Okay, then how come Aaron Rodgers doesn't have more Super Bowl championships? Because they don't win the championship game. Why not? Because they didn't win. Simple as that. Chad, come you on, man. The, what are you talking you about? You have to have the talent around him as well. Oh, so he doesn't have any talent around him. Well, he said actually he's had more talent at receiver than Brady has had over the years. What's that? Yeah, not much, not much more. No, he's I, got one. He's got that's one that's really good receiver, Devontae Adams. That's it. Right now, right now, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, over the years, he's had a couple good ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in all fairness, Brady has kind of had a. And it's been kind of a thin group, mm-hmm. a rather limited group, comparatively speaking. Right. But I'm just saying, balance balance wins you championships. Right, I agree. Good quarterbacks can get you, you know, can get you success, but it's very difficult to win championships just with somebody throwing the ball. It's around. very difficult to win championships. Period. Well, I think that's obvious. Well, no, but it's, it's not obvious to you. You make it sound well, like it's one, a given. Well, only one, one out of 32 teams win every year, so obviously it's very difficult. Right. Jet, I mean, wh- where did you come up with this silly premise? Because I was watching the Colts play this year. Yeah. I was watching the Titans play this year. And I'm scratching my head saying, 
they have crap for quarterbacks. How are they winning? Mm-hmm. Well, they're running the ball down everybody's throat. Is, well, well, they didn't is, have Derrick Henry. Are they running the ball down his throat without Derrick Henry? No. Well, obviously they kept running the ball because they made it to the playoffs. They have a top seed. Mm-hmm. And then what I was really fascinated with was how the Patriots uh, succeeded this year. And as much as I hate to say it, they succeeded this year. Yeah. They made it to the playoffs. Right. And how did they do that? By great quarterback play? Heck no. Mm-hmm. You know, you built a strong, you know, you built a strong defense, and uh, and you know, basically ran the ball, and they didn't have their quarterback throw more basically than seven yards to throw. Yeah, yeah, it, that gave a modicum of success. You know, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, it kind of dials it dials you back to the Chicago Bears, the you know, the uh, uh, the Bucks with Trent Dilfer. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's the, and the Giants in the the Phil Simms years. You know. It was a, a run-heavy, you know, throw for an alternative, uh, kind of old-school type of play. And that's what kind of fascinated me, John. This is my point. Watching the Titans, watching the Colts this year kind of go back to playing old-school football. Mm-hmm. And is that going to succeed in a modern game against all these more high-flying teams with high-flying quarterbacks? And how is that going to stack up? <clears throat> and that's why I'm finding the fascination and the contrast of play this year and in this playoff season. And I'm curious to see what's going to work and what's not going to work. What's going to work is having this the is best. my point. What's going to, I mean, what works and it doesn't work every year for every team is having the best quarterback. Is, is Aaron Rodgers right now the number one seed in football? Is Aaron Rodgers the MVP? And the answer is yes. I have, I, I, I have no doubt about that. But my point is, let's see how they fare in the playoffs. Uh-huh. You know, against some of these divergent styles. San Francisco's another one. I mean, they've, they've got a mediocre best quarterback. Uh-huh. You know, they, they run the ball down your throat. They play tough defense. Let's see how that stacks up against, uh, you know, against the Packers. Um, it's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm intrigued by the differences in styles because for the first time in a long time, we're seeing some old-school football, if you want right. to call it that. Right. You know, more of a run-heavy with a with – a, with a with a uh, you know a, a more of a, a manager than a gunslinger playing quarterback, and I'm curious to see we've had these teams have had success. How far can they go with this mm-hmm. in the modern game? Because the way the defenses are so you know so yeah. stymied at this point, and it's so pro passing. Jet, there's no there, there, there's no trend change in anything that you're talking about. None, zero. Well, None. we'll see. That, what do you mean point. we'll that's see? We've watched it all year. Have you not watched any games this year? I mean, now you watched Jet football, but again, have you watched any? I mean, come on, man. Be serious. Jet. Well, okay. Let's see if a gunslinger wins the Super Bowl this year oh. as opposed to a game manager. It looks like it's probably going to happen because the numbers are dwindling, and yeah. that's what we have left. The other thing that's interesting is I think – we're watching the sunset of the NFC quarterbacks as they are getting old, and the Agreed. AFC is just rising up the ladder. Agreed. And I think the AFC is going to become dominant Agreed. Uh, for the next decade because all the good young quarterbacks seem to be nestled in the AFC. I agree with that. Hey, Jed, I've got to run, but, man, I, I, it's like where you're coming from with this stuff, I have no idea. I, I think you're missing the point, John. It's no, not I'm not. quality no. of the quarterback. It's the type of play. Uh, come on. 
Be serious. Okay. Jeff, thank you we'll for the phone call. The, we'll see how far the Titans and then Yeah, Niners okay. Go. All right. Sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Chris in Lake Stevens. Hey, Chris. Hey, John Clayton. How are you, Professor? Good. How are you? Good. I'll tell you what, before I get into it, I want yeah. to talk to you about Jimmy G, but I missed something. I missed the Gras with Gas intro that says, I'm John Clayton, damn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I've got to be honest. I, I love hearing your voice on the show again. Hey, uh, Jimmy G, so do you think it's possible that the Niners are showcasing him, yes. knowing they're not going to go very far in the playoffs? Well, I mean... Uh, I think that they think he gives them the best chance to win because he's experienced. But I just question right now, if you're showcasing him, he's got a bad thumb, a bad shoulder, and he's going to be playing in the cold. Is that showcasing? I, I debate that. I think it's desperation well, more than anything I, else. I think you're probably right on that one. Maybe it's showcasing in a, in a Shanahan-Lynch kind of way. Yeah, because again, if you're showcasing, I mean, let's put this right. Did did he play well last week? And the answer is no. Was that showcasing or not? I mean, you know, he won the game, but again, he didn't play well. And you know, yeah, you're right. You're right. And he might not have even won the game. The (laughs) the Cowboys may have lost that game. Yeah, the Cowboys were just terrible. I mean, they they were awful. Yeah. And uh, you know, it didn't cost Mike McCarthy his job, but I mean, he's definitely in job jeopardy for next year. Yeah, 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 that's sure. I, that's for sure. I saw a thing on the Cowboys the other day that had like uh had all these quarterbacks like Kaepernick and uh Brad Johnson, all these people that had won more playoff games in the last 25 years than the Cowboys as an organization. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, so, well John, you be healthy, man. Thank okay. you for being on the air and thank you for being awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you, Chris. Let's go to Jeff in Kent. Hey, Jeff. Hey, John. Well, my Cougs aren't doing as good as I thought, but that shows you what COVID and injuries can yeah, no do doubt. to a program. Yeah. Because they had, you know, they've lost some guys, and, you know, they should have had some wins. And I've never seen a team like that that goes 10 minutes without scoring. I just can't. No, no. It baffles me. But anyway, what I called about was uh, with the NFL, do you see any coach – running uh, the fast-paced offense where you don't substitute, you just use the 11 guys you have on the field and just go up there, no huddle, and hurry up offense and just gas the defense. Don't let them get a chance to get set Mm -hmm. and just keep running the same play. If you can run the ball down your throat, keep running it, and no huddle and, you know, no substitutions. That'll really kill a team in the fourth quarter, especially. Yeah, but we, 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 have, we, haven't seen, we haven't seen it this year, and because we haven't seen it this year, I don't anticipate we're going to see it uh, the rest of this season. It's just, I mean, again, I mean, you've got uh, 53 players on your roster. You have 46 that are active, and if you hold it down to 11 players, they're going to get exhausted. Simple as that. Yeah, I Oh, I know, on, on offense and defense. Yeah. And if you can get your offense in good shape and just be able to do that, run up, get set, hike yeah. the ball, yeah. 
you know, run it down their throat. And it's, you know, and the offense is always moving. The deep, the linemen just don't stand there. They wait for the play where the ball, as soon as the ball's down, offensive linemen are up there and set, quarterback set. Everybody knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You look to the sidelines for the coach to call the play. You know what it's going to be. Boom. And the defense never has a chance to get settled, never has a chance to set, never can substitute. So by the end of that drive, that defensive front is going to be gassed. Agreed. They're going to be gassed for yeah. the rest of the game. So tell me, like, tell, tell, me when you, tell me when you've seen anything like that this year. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. But I'm just asking if there's a coach that you think that might come up with that and do that. Because I, I love Sam Weiss. I love yeah. the hurry-up yeah. offense. Yeah. I love his philosophy. But nobody has ever taken it to the next level, you know, which is, you know, that's one of the reasons why they – they installed that substitution rule. Mm-hmm. So the defense gets gets a chance to get set. So everybody gets a chance. The NFL wants, doesn't want to see the hurry up, you know, because it cuts into their timeouts and their commercials and everything. But, yeah, I just – hopefully I can – you know, do you foresee any coach, no. you know, in the NFL? Well, I, 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 I get if, 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 there, if there's going to be a coach that's going to do that, he's going to get fired eventually. Simple as that. Okay. Because it's not going to so last. You don't... No. I mean, any coach, okay. any coach that does that is dooming himself to gloom and getting fired. Simple as that. This is, I mean, this isn't college. You can get away with that in college. You can't get away with that in the National Football League. There's too many good athletes on defense, too many things that go against you. And if you're going to do, I mean, if you're going to do the uh, you know, air raid offense at the highest level, with no substitutions and just run like that, you're doomed. It's not happening. I mean, look at Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury is a uh, you know uh, you know a, a, an air raid off- offense, and you can say that he does some of the things that are similar to that. But you know, he barely kept his job this year. Doesn't because happen. you don't think the play because the players can't hold up. Yeah, no, because again, you got too many good athletes on defense. Simple as that. And, okay, because I just like I like the idea of doing it early on in the game, uh, just to gas the defense, mm-hmm. and you know, and then in the fourth quarter also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can because, do it for you can do it for maybe a short stretch, but not not for a long stretch. There's no you can't do it. Simple as that. Okay. I just wanted to see what you thought because I always, I always liked that. You know, like I yeah. said, I always liked Sam Weiss. And the NFL sabotaged him because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that was that was his next. Once he got established, I think you would have seen the air raid. You know, yeah, not so much the run and shoot, but just the hurry up and go, hurry up and go. Don't let the because I'm a big proponent of not letting the defense get set. Yeah. Always attack. Always keep them on their heels. And if you could do something to keep them on their heels, like you know, eleven guys, no substitutions on a drive, it'll really throw you know the defensive coordinator for a loop too. Because he's like, okay, what do I do to defend this now? Mm-hmm. Because I can't substitute because they're just running the ball down my throat or hurrying up. You do it in the first. Like I say, you do it in the first part of the game, and then you do it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but that's not but the uh, nas- that's not the National Football League. Plus, you get injuries. And again, you had a seventeen yeah. game seventeen game schedule, so it's like can't be done. Okay, well, hopefully, I'll see it 
see it in college. And yeah, yeah. Co- college, waiting. you can see yep. it, no doubt. But uh, and the other thing I'm hoping to see is soon is the pickoff moves, the first base where a minor league pitcher, or right-hander, does a behind-the-back move, mm-hmm. like a basket behind-the-back basketball pass. I just love to see that kind of pickoff move. And I'm looking so forward to the Mariners this year. I wish that lockout would hurry up and end because yeah. I'm looking so forward to baseball this year, finally. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody is, but right now, not happening, unfortunately. Hey, thank you for the phone yeah. call. All right. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Bob in Bellevue. Hey, Bob. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. And I got to say, um, your knowledge in football is vast superior than 95, 99.9% of all the callers you take. So I respect your opinions a lot. Thank you. So I Thank just want to get your, get your opinion on this. Yeah, Russell Wilson's agent. I know it wasn't Wilson yeah, saying he's an idiot, but he's yeah, an idiot. Why does he keep on playing the fans belong to where they're waiting for something to happen? But we all know logically it would mm-hmm. be a huge mistake if you trade Russell Wilson. We, we wouldn't be going nowhere. We'd be a yeah. five and what eleven team or something well, five like that. Five and twelve, yeah. yeah, five and twelve. Yeah, five and twelve. So my question is this: One is Pete Carroll because we know he's staying now. Yeah, going to come up to Russ Wilson and say, you know what, you're our QB. Nothing's changing, so please get your agent to back off. Well, because, again, what happens is that uh, his agent is almost like a father figure. And because Russell's so respectful for uh, family members and uh, quasi-family members, he's not going to tell somebody to do something. Because, uh, again, what happened is that uh, the agent, who's a, a buffoon, Ended up, uh, you know, when he was at North Carolina State, uh, got him over to Wisconsin to play baseball because mm-hmm. he wanted to play baseball and got that done. And it worked out so well, both in the football end and the baseball end. And so it's like, uh, you know, he always wants to you know, give that person the ability to do what he does, even though the guy's incompetent. Yes, it's obvious. All right. Now, another subject I read yeah. somewhere. And again, it's like, you- and, and, and remember... Uh, sure. Sorry to interrupt, but it's like uh, Russell's only gone on the record four times, four times, mm-hmm. and says he doesn't want to be traded. He wants to finish his contract and finish his career in Seattle. I mean, what more does he have to say? I know, and he has even said that he wants to buy the Seahawks when he's done, yeah. if that's possible. Right, right. So I don't understand, and I'm sure that's in the works with Jody Allen because you know, personally, I don't think she's really interested in the sports like her brother was, and she's just running the ship until she finds the right owner. She's mm-hmm. not going to make the mistakes like what the previous owner for the Sonics did. And, oh, yeah, we'll sell it to you, Oklahoma boys. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 and agreed. So my question is this. My other question on – I just read an article that someone is saying that since Big Ben from the Steelers, my second favorite team, my yeah. first actually, do you think Jimmy G is going to go to the Steelers? Good. He could. Would that be a good match? Because they have an awesome offensive line. I mean, they seem Ooh, to... Steelers have a terrible offensive line. Uh, when they're healthy, though. No. Yeah. They're terrible. They're young, and they're incompetent. Oh, okay. But it just seems like every year, 
you get, you know, it's like they don't give up on the people at the Steelers. That's why I agree about their. That's not their know, nature. Their team. But they're a bad offensive line. That's the weakest part of their team. Weakest part of the team now. In fact, it's the weakest part of the team for the last five to ten years. Do you think that's going to hurt their emerging running back, Nigel? I not not if they fix the offensive line. If they don't, yeah. it's going to hurt uh, Najee, Najee Harris. So then I wouldn't, if I was Jimmy T, want to go to the Steelers then, because I'd just be destroyed then. You know, you got what you said earlier, bad back, bad but, shoulder. But you have an offseason to fix it. True. Uh, do they have room in the cap to do it? Enough, yeah. They can do some things. Nice. They have a draft, too. Think... Remember, they have a draft? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, do you think they draft better than the Seahawks on players? Not, ne- not necessarily. They do well, but again, it's like they're both. Because again, if you're a playoff team, you're drafting in the 20s. And the chances of hitting a great player in the 20s is very difficult. I see. Now, the Seahawks let go of Ken Norton Jr. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I can understand it. Hate to see, see it happen, yeah, because... but it had, something had to happen. Now, what about the coach that they uh, was fired from Atlanta? Do you see him maybe possibly coming back and working with the Seahawks? He has strong connections. You mean Dan Quinn? Yeah, Dan he's going to be a head coach. So, oh, you think he will? He'll probably land another job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, in, he's interviewed for five jobs so far, and so it's like uh, he's not coming back as a coordinator, and he already has a job as a coordinator. I see. You know, it's just, you know, because I'm just thinking of how the Seahawks can improve because a lot of your fans, you know, who have been calling yeah. are stating this quote. Seahawks aren't going to go back to the playoffs because of Russell Wilson's cap number. Oh. And I'm thinking, well, if they could just build a defense around him and an offensive line, then uh-huh. let Russell Wilson do his thing, you know, then we would did, be did, all right. Did they win 12 games a year ago? They did. And I agree with that. They did win 12 games, but the, again, their argument is they win 12 games, then they get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, crazy. Crazy. But that's happened since 2016, though. So? And that's why they get frustrated. Yeah, I know. But I agree with they're you. They're spoiled. That you get... They're spoiled. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your call. You know, thanks for taking my call, sir. And okay, Bob. I definitely, you know, respect your opinion a lot. Okay, so Bob. Have a thank good you. Weekend. Let's go to Ed in Denver. Hey, Ed. Good morning, JC. Hope you and Pat are doing well and are all recuperated from your illnesses. Well, I'm trying to. I'm still kind of not well, there yet. You For sound me. like you're still coughing a bit and so forth. No, no, so I'm fine on that part. No, that part, that part's fine. I haven't coughed. Okay, good. Well, I just finished 21 days in a row of working, so I haven't made the show in the last couple of weeks, but uh, good to be back on. Uh, lots of things to talk about. Yeah, there really are. Agreed. Um, a few questions I'd like to throw out at you. Um, first of all, um, with regard to fantasy this weekend, um, I'm struggling as to which one of the teams has the defense that's most likely to score points. Who do you think it is? Perhaps Tennessee, hmm. perhaps uh, Tampa Bay? Could be Tampa Bay, yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. But I, I think right now this is going to be a, a pretty good offensive weekend. 
I think you can maybe make the argument that uh, Green Bay can do some good things on defense. You know, going against Jimmy G and the uh, injuries he has, that could be good. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good point. Uh, with regard to sleepers this weekend, I mean, last week we had Jarek McKinnon sort of come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You see anyone like that this week? Mm, hard to hard to envision right now. I mean, again, sleepers are sleepers, and you know, in the playoffs, I mean, you can't anticipate who the sleepers are that are going to emerge. So I can't envision any right now, but there will be some. Who do you see? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I see um, the couple things, the Chiefs' backfield being a total um, unknown. Well, no, but they, but they got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back. Yeah, no, so I, I kind of see him as being the major back, so I yeah, don't see yeah. any surprises out of there. Um, I wonder about Devin Singletary having another big game for yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that could happen again. I guess I see, yeah. like you, I see that game being a total shootout, so there should be lots of offensive highlights from there. Agreed. Um, but in terms of any other sleepers, I can't, I don't see any. Mm-hmm. Um, those fantasy managers that didn't have Josh Allen last week, like myself, are definitely hurt by that. Um, <clears throat> Because everyone, the people that had yeah, him, yeah, are way yeah. ahead this week. No um, doubt. So I don't see him having quite the game he had last week, but uh, that would be very difficult to to equal. But he may be, you know, could be way up there. Both him and Mahomes could both mm-hmm, have three or mm-hmm. four touchdowns. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's going to be a high-scoring yeah. game, and it's clearly the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Although I have partiality to. Uh, to Green Bay, San Francisco, um, I know you see that being p- perhaps the game with the biggest point spread. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they played in the regular season, um, as you know, it went down to Green Bay winning on a field goal yeah, uh, with yeah. three seconds left. Certainly Green Bay has a lot of advantages there playing at home in the cold and all that, but uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think that... I wanted uh, to ask you... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. I was going to say... Uh, with regard to draft capital, um, the team with the most draft capital is the Jaguars, I would say, but uh, certainly they're not going to be going after a quarterback. Um, the story about Russell Wilson uh, oh, will go away, even though I know won't. there's nothing to it. Um, but, uh, you know, here in Denver, um, you know, everyone wants this to happen. Uh, I agree with you, it's not going to happen, but the Broncos have a lot of draft capital. Um, I would say they're probably going to use it on some quarterback. How do how do you see that going down? Uh, sort of sorting it out. It looks like they have uh, eleven picks. Uh-huh. Uh, they have five selections in the first three rounds. Um, so that's uh, pretty palatable for someone who's looking to move a player. Right. Um, so Jimmy G, I suppose, could be in the uh, in the equation. Um, I think it's almost certain. You know, I mean, there's no question the Broncos are going to go after a quarterback. Agreed. Um, I'm sure they will go after Russell Wilson, but that's not going to work out. There, there's them. no Russell Wilson what do you trade. Think is going to happen? There is no Russell Wilson trade. None. Zero. Agreed. So, but they're going to get someone. Who's it going yeah, to be? Yeah, I don't. Then? I don't know. It's, I mean, they could take. I mean, yeah. they're they're drafting high enough to get somebody in the draft. 
because there's only, I mean, it's probably just two first round picks uh, as quarterbacks, but, you know, they can get one at seven or nine. Yeah. Do you think any of those would be better than Bridgewater? I doubt um, it. I, I don't know. I or, mean, you know, these aren't good. I mean, no. this is a bad year. I mean, like, for example, the idiots that keep on na- nationwide bringing up Russell Wilson trades, it's like, who are you going to get to replace him? And just go to the team that you're talking about, the Denver Broncos. It's like you can't. And if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are you going to get to replace your quarterback? And they can't figure it out. And so now you get rid of Russell Wilson, and it's like who are you going to get to replace him? It's idiotic. Yeah, no, I agree. I think things are reasonably set in stone yeah. now that uh, that uh, Wilson, Carroll, Schneider are going to be back. Yeah. Um, you know. Obviously, the D.C. is out. Um, a comment on that on some level. I mean, it's certainly no surprise that mm-hmm. he bites the dust, you know, given the stats and so forth that they had. Uh, on some level, it's too bad that he has to take uh, the blame for the fact that uh, the offense was on the field about one-third of the time. Right. You know, show me a defense that can outlive that, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's tough, no doubt. But again, it's like something had to yeah. change. No, I know. Uh, certainly true. Uh, given that, uh, my next question is: uh, So, who's the front runner for the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks? So we have Clint Hurt. We have Ed Donatel. I think it's Ed Donatel. To be honest, in, in my opinion, I think it's Ed Donatel. He has the longest history yeah, no, with Pete Carroll. I agree, and uh, you know, obviously, his Broncos defense has been yeah. pretty good. Very good. Um, so. Yeah, so I see that as the way it's going down. I'm with you. I see Dan Quinn as the next Broncos coach. Uh-huh. Uh, if it's not him, I wonder about Eric Bieniemy. I don't um, think so. But no, I, no. I have to say, yeah, I mean, I'll squelch these rumors right off the top, but watch, as soon as Dan Quinn comes to the Broncos, the uh, talk about Russell Wilson coming here will oh. only uh, you know, build up again. So just uh, you know, just beware. That's going to happen, John. No, I I mean, I've gone through it every single day since February. So do you think I'm sick of it? And do you think it is a waste of time? <laughs> oh, I know you're sick of it, John. Um, but I'm I'm just warning you. It's it's not going to weigh. It's not going to go away. It's well, there's a lot of idiots out there, and and it's like through. yeah, but I mean, all these people that are saying that are idiots. Idiots. Well, Ian Rappaport is one of those people. Uh-huh, um, agreed. Okay. I, I, wonder, I wonder if he really has a, a source. No, he, he doesn't. If, let's put it this way. If he has a source, no, if he has a source, it's a bad source. Simple as that. But do you think he has a source? No. Or just like making this up just to, you know, you know just to um, create discussion, essentially. Well, I don't know. It's stupid. Hey, I got to run. Hey, thanks for the talk, John. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Matt in Kirtland. Hey, Matt. Hey, John. So I think that the reason why the 49ers are playing Garoppolo even though he's injured, is because they hardly won any games when Trey Lance started this year. You know, and so 
they had a big losing streak when he was the starter when Garoppolo was injured. And then they bring Jimmy G back, and they start to win some games towards yeah. the end of the season. Now, I don't think this have anything to do with them showing the talent off. No, I agree. I agree and with that's, you. That's what I don't know what you think, but you know that's what the people in Seattle and everybody needs to understand is that you know everybody's thinking that you, you want to trade your quarterback or get rid of him. You know, and, and granted, yeah, it's a lot of money for Russell, and it's tough, but. Just think how it is for all these teams. For me, when I look at it, I feel like they struggle so much when they have to try to find a quarterback. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky early in the first round, you know, and the Bears screw up and, 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 you know, the Chiefs move up and get Mahomes later, you know, in the middle of the first round, you know. So, I mean, and the 49ers, don't really know yet. I don't think if Trey Lance is going to be the one. I mean, if they trade and just, you know, get rid of him, they're going to get draft capital for Garoppolo. But, mm-hmm. you know, how do you know? How do they know if Trey Lance is going to be the guy? Well, I, I don't mean, think they, they do. He doesn't. They I mean, don't. But again, talented, they gave. They, right? Look at all the draft you know, choices. They, you, they, they gave up all the draft choices for him. So at some point, they got to play him. Simple as that. And that'll be I, next year. I agree. And, and, but, I think that they don't really know. I mean, they hope he's got a lot of talent, right, John? Mm-hmm. But we don't really know if he's going to be the guy. Nobody knows, no, no. But he'll be the guy and next that's year. That's so tough. I think the guy earlier on that was talking, I mean, he was nuts about the fact that you could, you know, win with a, a game manager in the end. I mean, Tom Brady's been a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. And kind of the special rule because of him and, you know, and Belichick, and then the situation that he went into at Tampa Bay. Right. In my opinion, I mean they could they could load up on talent around him. Uh huh. And they and, didn't they didn't necessarily with the Patriots, but he gets down to Tampa, and that's the most talented skill position team he's been with. And look what I he agree. did. I agree. And uh, yeah, the the Belichick was mm-hmm. is an incredible coach at game planning. Mm-hmm. You know, defensively for them to be able to win. And I mean, they took Brady took less money and was able to, you know, move his, move the contracts around or, and it really hurt the Patriots in a couple of years, you know, the year that he left because they didn't have any room under the cap because they run it all afterwards, you know, right. They, right. If they, if they, you know, so in my opinion, you know, you got to keep Russell, but I, that Paul caller did have some point, you need a great – I agree with you. You need a great quarterback to win. You can't have a game-changer yeah. manager, but it makes it difficult when you have to give so much of that salary to, you know, to your franchise quarterback. Well, yeah, you, you know, just got to deal with it. You're 25%, 30% of your salary to the guy. No, you're not. No, no. Because, I mean, you can talk about salary, but, again, you talk about cap, and for the most right. part – I mean, you know, if you're paying a quarterback big money, it's about 15% of your cap. 15. Okay. So so it's 15 to 20%. So No, it's 15 feel... it's roughly 15%. Not okay. 15 to 20, roughly 15%. Right. So what will they do you feel like the Seahawks will try to renegotiate Bobby Wagner's contract with yes. him or Yes. If he won't do that, they'll get rid of him? Could be. Could be. But I think he'll, yeah, he'll 
I mean, again, because you know he's not going to get eighteen million dollars a year on the street. So no. if so, if he puts himself in a position to get cut, then you know he's probably going to make seven or eight million. And again, it's like uh, so. It's like, uh, and he's smart. I mean, he did his own contract. He got the big money, but he's smart. What kind of? I mean, how much? Di- you know, digs they'll have to give in the what, John? Thirteen to fourteen million. Yeah, probably thirteen. Thirteen two, something like that. And so, is that? There's no way for them to renegotiate with Jamal Adams. I mean, no. Granted, you would agree that 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 you know. Getting Jamal Adams, I mean, he was a good player at the mm-hmm. top of the draft. We may have gave up too much draft capital for him, but and I and I think that's the reason why you see, you know, them firing the defensive coordinator. Yeah, 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 yeah. is Norton is because we're not utilizing a, a player like that well enough. Correct. Correct. Yeah, you can see it. Hey, so I, so, so uh, Matt, I've got to run. Okay, thanks, John. Right. Hey, Jeff in Federal Way, hold on. We'll catch you right after the break. It's the John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.